welcome to another exciting episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes by enabling your organization to establish learning environments to help stimulate and sustain your success. I am so excited to have you join me. Um, We do this podcast every week, 30 minutes of tips, strategies, actionable items that will assist you in changing your mindset and mastering your success. And today's episode, I wanted to address something that came up in a conversation that I was having um, with someone who's expressing some real frustration about her team um, and the way in which things were being done. And I asked her a question and I said, are you establishing a culture of compliance or commitment? compliance or commitment. And she asked me what it was that I thought, you know, why did I ask her that question? And so I broke it down like this. She had been describing a situation where she's she's very, very, um, she has a very high attention to detail. She is also someone that has a very, very high um, commitment to excellence in every single thing that she does. She goes above and beyond Um, She is someone that if she sees something that needs to be done, whether it's emptying the trash or um, or trying to talk to someone about, you know, uh, facilitating a um, an outcome or, you know, putting in extra hours to get something done. She's always someone that does that because in her mind, excellence is what it's about. And there's a goal that has to be met. But she was expressing frustration over the fact that she had been out of the office and there were. when she got back, there were some people in the office that had not done some of the basic things that, you know, she normally would handle. And when she asked, well, why wasn't this addressed? This is obviously a problem because we were supposed to have, you know, done X, Y, or Z and and this didn't happen. Um, So why didn't you address it? And they said, well, um, nobody printed out the forms and nobody knew where they were. So we couldn't, address that issue and because that issue needed to be addressed before we could do our part then we just didn't do anything and for the life of her she could not understand how people could not have the quote-unquote common sense to be able to, to figure out and design a solution or solve a problem and say this is what we need to have happen in order for us to be able to do what we're supposed to do and so I talked to her and I, and I had her understand, I said, when you have people who have an, a mindset or a culture of compliance, all they're interested in is checking the boxes and getting things done based on what they know needs to be done. When you have people who are committed to the cause, they're committed to the mission, that are committed to the goal, that are committed to excellence, then they don't just stop at doing the bare minimum or doing what they're responsible for. Instead, they take on the responsibility of ensuring the success for the overall organization, the overall team, the overall department, and are willing to do whatever it is that they need to do to make that happen. So leaders, by and large, want and are charged with getting things done because You know, if things aren't being done, if outcomes aren't being achieved, if success is not being achieved, if we're not being profitable, if we're not increasing our market share, um, if we're not getting work done, if we're not moving forward, then the leader is usually called to task um, over the fact that things are not being done. 
and then there's gonna be some changes made. But even though as a leader, you are charged with being responsible for making sure that things are getting done, you have to really, really be cognizant and aware of whether or not you are creating a culture of compliance to get things done, or if you are creating a culture of commitment. Well, what do I mean by that? In, in, in a culture that is marked by compliance, you have to manage people's behavior all the time. You have to tell them what to do. You have to tell them how to do it. You have to tell them when to do it. If it's not an expressed wish or an expressed um, responsibility or, or, or an expressed expectation, then usually it's not done. You have, to, you have your team members that are waiting for directions. So if they finish one thing and if they don't have immediate instructions on what to do next, then they just sit there and they wait for you to tell them what's gonna be done or someone else to tell them what's gonna be done. They have a really, really narrow scope of, of understanding what needs to be done, how it needs to be done. And basically, if it doesn't fit in this box of what I've been told, then I'm not going to do it. They have little or no initiative to take on problems or to address or to bring about solutions or to look at innovation and, and being creative and new ways of doing things. And they primarily are concerned with checking the boxes. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is my task list. This is my list of responsibilities. These are the things that I was told to do. And so this is what I'm going to focus on and that's it. Now, on the flip side, if you have a culture dedicated to commitment, you have team members and people who will take the initiative to think about things outside the box, to think about ways in which processes and procedures and, and things can be done differently and better. You have people who are going to take the initiative to figure out what they don't know and what information they need and go seek it out. You have people that understand that if they need to become better in order to do their jobs, then they're going to seek out whatever remedies there are and whatever resources there are and whatever avenues there are to help them to do that. They're proactive, they're not reactive. They're solution-oriented, not problem-focused. They have a vision and a goal and a mission and they are focused on that and whatever it is that needs to be done in order to assist us in bringing about that mission, that goal, that outcome, that is what we're going to do. People who are committed are committed to excellence. They're committed to seeing things done to the best of their ability. They're committed to the success overall of the team, of the department, of the organization. So if you're looking at your team members and you're trying to figure out why it is that there are times when you find that things need to be done that aren't done, and then on the other side, you're looking at things that you, you know should have been done, but are not even considered, and you end up having to have these discussions with people about what it is they should be doing and how it should be done and why it should be done, instead of feeling like, you know what, you guys are adults and we should be able to just leave you to it. So I know you're trying to figure out, well, Keisha, I'm, I'm listening to what you're describing and I may have this you know, drive and commitment to excellence and commitment to and, 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 um, and wanting to get the vision, you know, wanting to adhere to the vision and making sure that the mission is being carried out. But there are some people on my team that are not like that. 
how in the world do I change this? What is it that I'm supposed to do? And so we're going to talk a little bit about how do you move from compliance to committed? How do you get people to shift their mindset from believing that the only thing they need to do is what has already been done um, or what's expected or what's laid out? And how do you get them to move to a place where they are committed and actively involved and wanting to see things done to the best of their ability? So number one, people who are committed have to be actively involved in the process. That means they have to have a voice. What they say, what they do, what they bring to the table needs to be considered, it needs to be embraced, it needs to be valued. Because if people don't feel as if their input in their voice is valued, and if it's not being considered, if it's not being implemented in terms of the suggestions that they give, then they're gonna start just kind of falling back and saying, well, why should I do that? Because nobody cares. Why should I go above and beyond? Because nobody's recognizing me. Why should I even be concerned about doing anything extra or beyond what people are giving me because my voice is not heard and I'm not trusted for my judgment? People who you want to move from compliance to committed must be included in the decision-making process. No one wants to be told what to do all the time. No one wants to feel as if they, what they think doesn't matter. There is not an organization or a person who's on a team that is constantly wanting someone else to come in and tell them, here's a decision that was made that's gonna impact you directly, but we never figured that we needed to actually involve you in the decision-making process. That type of action and that type of thinking does more harm than good because what it's doing is it's sending a message to your people that they're unimportant, that you don't trust their judgment, that you don't consider them valued or valuable, and that you don't think that what they have to offer, being that they're on the front lines, is actually anything that you need to consider in the decisions that you're making. I can't tell you how many times I go into an organization and I'm, I'm there to work with them on, on outlining their vision and their mission and their goals and to establish these learning environments where people can work collaboratively and cooperatively and they can try to bring about change systematically and, and be able to sustain it. And I can't tell you how many times when I go in, I immediately get some people that look at me and say, you're someone from the outside just coming in to tell me what to do. And so they're automatically closed off and resistant to anything that I have to say. But I found that instead of me going in as the quote unquote expert and saying, this is what management has said that you're going to do, or this is how we're going to approach this, or this is what we're going to do. I always begin by asking them for their input. I always ask them for their point of view, for their experience, for their background, for what they see based on their perspective of what are the problem issues? What are the, what are the pain points? What are the opportunities here? What resources can we use? What's the most effective way to approach this? What has been done in the past? What do you think can be done to address this issue? Asking them for their input and really listening, really wanting them to be able to tell you what they believe should be done is key. People understand and they know, they're not stupid, they know when you're paying lip service to it. 
and you're basically just saying, hey, I'm gonna let you do this because I think I need to ask you, but I've already made up my mind in terms of the way it needs to be done. Nobody wants to be a part of that kind of conversation because you feel like it's a waste of your time. But if you include them in the, in the decision-making and you ask for their input and you consider it and you integrate that into the approach so that you can create something that everyone feels that they have bought into, that they have contributed to, that they feel a part of and they're included. That helps people to start taking on more of a feeling of excellence and a commitment to getting this done because they were a part of the process of outlining what needs to happen. The third thing that you have to consider when you're looking at moving from compliance to committed, to committed is you have to set your people up so that what they're doing is going to make an actual impact. It's going to be valuable. It's going to make a difference. It is going to leave a mark in some way, shape, or form. Nobody wants to do th something that they consider busy work, that they consider to be you know, just something that you're, you're having them go through the motions on. You want them to see the direct correlation in the relationship between what they do, what they say, the approach that they use, and how that's going to make an impact, good or bad, on the success of the organization, on you meeting your goals, on you adhering to your mission, on you being able to achieve and sustain the success. So if you want to make sure that your people are going to be committed to something, they need to see that there's a direct correlation in what they do and their actions and behavior and an impact that's gonna be made on the organization as a result. Fourth, you have to have a culture shift, and that includes having a mindset shift. And so culture shift happens when you look at an organization, and we've all been a part of teams or a part of organizations where you can tell that people are phoning it in all the time. They really don't wanna be there. They're really not interested in what's being done or how it's being done. They really just want to come in, clock in, do their job, go home and leave the rest of it behind. And they're really not putting forth 100% of their effort. So when you start looking at a culture shift and a mindset shift, you need to start with the individuals on the team. Now, it would be great if this whole culture shift started at the top, but again, that's going back in into the whole thing of not involving people directly in the process and not including them in, in the decision-making. So I would do something like this. I would have a team that would come together, and if it looks like, you know, there's some indicators that this is more of a compliance culture as opposed to a committed culture, I would have the team come together and we would talk about the things that are going right and the things that are not going right. We would talk about, as a group, what are the solutions that we can come up with and how do we need to do things differently? What is it about our behavior? What is it about the way things are done in this organization, in this department, in our approach that is making it more difficult for you to do your job or, more, or easy for you to do your job? And the one major shift in culture that is easily brought about is when you start thinking and talking about the mindset of the people on your team, about how they think about the roles that they have how they think about their position in the company, 
how they think about how they're connected to the overall mission and the goal. Gone are the days when people would just show up at work because they wanted a paycheck and, you know, I come in, I put my time in, I leave, and I'm going to stay on this job for 20 years and then I'm going to retire. If you want to have a culture of committed people who are loyal to your organization, who are committed to excellence, who are involved in the process, who are free to innovate and to make decisions and to do things that are going to contribute to the ultimate success of the organization and the team and the group, then people want to feel valued. They want to feel as if they can show up as their whole selves. They want to feel as if what they do matters. So if you want to start affecting and, and start developing a shift in your culture from compliance to committed, then you need to start with a shift in the mindset. You need to start in the shift in the behaviors and in the actions that will lead to this ultimate mindset of we're all in this together. I can see where I fit in this overall movie, my movie of success. I can see how my actions directly impact the outcomes. I can see how my piece of the pie, my, my little wheel, my little cog in the wheel is integral to us achieving this long-term goal or, or to achieving our mission or to bringing about change. I can see how I'm valued. I can see how I'm valuable. I can see how every little thing that I do is connected to overall how this organization is working and it's connected to making me feel as if I matter. So you have to start doing little things. You have to start praising people for doing the little things. You have to start recognizing people for their ideas. You have to start integrating some of the ideas that people bring to you. I will never understand, and, and I had someone who told me, they will never understand why it is that when you have a group or you have an open door policy, quote unquote, where people are able to come in and bring their suggestions, nobody ever speaks up. And I told them, I said, have you shown them that they're valued? Have you shown them and demonstrated that they are truly, they, they truly have an impact? Have you included them in the decision-making? Have you praised them for the work that they are doing? What have you done to show them that you trust them? When for all of you people that are saying trust is earned, it's not given, if you want people to trust you, you have to start showing it by trusting them. If you want people to act as if they feel valued, then you have to value them. If you want people to make better decisions, you need to trust them with decision-making. If you want them to think outside the box, you need to support them in innovation. So having a compliant culture or a culture of compliance just means that you are not, as a leader, you are not establishing a way for your people to feel as if they are committed to something. You're not giving them something that they can wrap their, their arms around and feel great about and feel, feel involved in. Nobody comes to work because they don't wanna be there. Everybody who shows up, whether it's motivated by a paycheck, whether it's motivated by the fact that they got into this because they wanna make a difference, whatever it is, when people show up, they show up because they want to do a good job. 
Now, over time, that wanes because they beat their head against the system, because things are not done the right way, because they're not valued, they're not included, they, figure, they feel like they don't matter. And when you feel as if you don't matter, then you don't perform as well. You don't have that culture of excellence. So ask yourself, if you have a, a, a team or a department or a company or an organization that has more people who are focused on compliance than on commitment, then ask yourself, what is it about my behavior or my actions that says or supports excellence? What is it about my behavior or my actions that says or supports compliance? What is it about what I do and say that can make my people feel as if they are truly valued and that I truly value what they do and what they bring to the table? Because ultimately, as a leader, all of that begins and ends with you. If you are not someone that is going to support your team and help your team to feel valued, if you're not going to support your team and help them feel as if they should be committed to something, if you're not going to support your team and have them feel that you trust them, if you're not going to hold them accountable for things that they do or they don't do, then how do you expect them to change? And that last piece that I said about how to shift from a, a culture of compliance to one of, of commitment has to do with accountability. You have to, you must, it is imperative that you hold your people accountable. People who are compliance focused do the minimum and they check off the boxes. And then over time, their performance starts to slip because nobody holds them accountable when they don't do what's expected. If you want people to go the extra mile, you have to expect them to go the extra mile. If you want people to make better decisions, you have to expect them to make better decisions. Having that open door policy and, and, and giving them the feedback that's necessary that's going to help them to become better is the most important thing. Because without feedback, without open communication, without an opportunity for people to learn together and to grow together and to really figure out what it is they need to do better in order to be better, then you're, you're going to keep spinning your wheels and your people are going to be frustrated. Now, one caveat with all of this, when you're looking at going from a culture of compliance to commitment, you have to have a very, very, very clear expectation and you have to model this behavior. You as the leader cannot be leading the charge in compliance and expect your people to be committed to excellence. You can't opt out, you can't leave early, you can't be the one that says that this task is beneath you, you can't be the one that says, well, this is not my responsibility. Anything that you want your people to exhibit as the leader, you have to model. It all starts with you. And so thinking about and reflecting on your own behaviors, thinking about and reflecting on your own attitudes and your approach to what it is that you do and how you do what you do, 
the language that you use. How do you talk about your job? How do you talk about other people in the organization? How do you talk about the mission and the goal and what you're doing? How do you talk about the people that you serve? How do you speak about the things that are supposedly important to the organization and to the team? If you are not focused on what you're doing and being very, very honest with the ways in which you're doing things, are you modeling what you want to see? If you want people to feel valued, are you modeling that by valuing them? Because if you start by modeling it, then you'll have some other people that you can enlist as allies to begin that process of spreading it. I call impact a ripple effect because whatever you start with, it can be you that starts, but when you, just like you throw a stone into, into a lake or, or into the ocean, where the stone goes in is the center, and then there's a ripple that comes out from that center. And the ripple spreads out and it affects and it impacts everything else it touches. As the leader, you are the one that starts the ball rolling. You're the stone that gets dropped in that starts that ripple effect. So identify some key allies. Identify a couple of other people that you want to bring on board with you and have them start modeling the same behaviors. Have them start doing the things that you want others to do. Start holding each other accountable. Start learning together, having open dialogue, looking at ways that you can all become better and focusing on communicating the mission and the goal and the vision of success and what that looks like. Because ultimately, if you have no clear vision, you have no clear direction. And if you have no clear direction, then it's very difficult for you to understand what actions you need to take. So with all of this, I know that there are some people who look at their organizations and they complain and they say, you know what, this is the way things have always been. And you know what, we just need to get rid of these people and start all over again. Well, that may be the case, but it's not always practical and it's not always feasible for you to be able to start over from scratch. And you also have to think about it. If your organization or your team or your department has a culture of compliance and it is so ingrained that you don't know how to change it without starting over, you first have to go back and figure out how did it get this way? Because whatever it was that happened that got you to this point of having more compliance-focused actions and client and compliance-focused behaviors than a commitment to the cause and a commitment to the mission and commitment to excellence, then if you don't address it and if you don't weed it out and if you don't change it, it doesn't matter if you get all new people, you're going to repeat the same process and you're going to get the same exact outcome. Definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again, but expecting a different result. So if you're thinking about your team right now and you're thinking about your organization, you're thinking about your department, you're thinking about your company, and if you really think about asking yourself this question, do we have a culture of compliance or do we have a culture of commitment? And if the answer is compliance, then you need to ask yourself, how did we get here? And what are the things that we can do to change it? How can I start? How can I be the catalyst? How can I be the, the, the beginner and the impetus for change? 
And if you have a culture of commitment where everybody's on board and it's a wonderful place to work and people are excited and they feel valued and they're inputting and innovating and, and they feel like they're trusted and they're accountable to each other, then that's wonderful. Now you have to ask yourself, how do we sustain that? And how do we take it to another level? Because growth is never stagnant. Change is the only constant. And if you fail to plan, then you plan to fail. So even though you may be operating on all cylinders, you still need to plan on how you're going to sustain that and how you're going to expand it. If you're not, now is the time to do a hard look at what it is that you are doing and how it's being done to ensure that you are going to be successful. So I hope this has been helpful to you. Again, my name is Keisha A. Rivers. I am Chief Outcome Facilitator and President of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcome by establishing dynamic learning communities in order to assist your teams to create and sustain success. You can visit our website at carsgroup.com. That's K-A-R-S group.com for information about our strategic planning, talent development, and applied learning. You can listen to our podcast, Mindset to Mastery, every weekday, um, once a week. We are on Thursdays on milehighradio.com, as well as on iHeartRadio, Spotify, YouTube, Spreaker, um, Google Podcasts, etc. So let us know how this worked for you, if this is something that you would, if you have any other questions, and please reach out and let us know how this has impacted you. Until next time, change your mindset and master your success. Bye-bye.